0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The ByWord Show. I'm so glad you're here and very excited today. We've got a treat. We've got Dara McLean with us today. And when we were planning this interview, I was telling her it's like a full circle moment for me because she was like one of my biggest inspirations when I was going through my journey and in high school, just all the things. So Dara, I'm so thankful to have you here. As we're getting started, would you just tell a little bit about who you are, your story, and how you got to where you are today?
1: Yeah, girl, thank you for that kind intro. Um, I really appreciate what you do and all the love that you're putting into the ether space. So it's really awesome. Um, Yeah, I have grown up doing music and ministry my whole life. I've been singing, not well, but since I was eight, um, making records (laughs) since I was 18. Um, I'm 36, and I'm thankful that I lead worship and make music and get to develop creatives. Yeah, it's a dream
0: come true. That's so cool. Well, I'm excited that we're gonna get to talk about some really real topics today. Um, And especially this idea of identity. And I love the way that you talk about the, uh, the idea of identity and just the importance of knowing who we are in Christ. So what has your own journey looked like as far as you kind of being on the journey with identity and now you teaching and sharing this with other people?
1: Yeah, I think identity when we have made grace a subject matter versus a person, we have missed it when we've made identity a subject matter versus the filter in which we see God, we see ourselves, we see others and we form any kind of Jesus is the only perfect theology and the filter in which we are seeing our lives and theology and doctrine and the gospel truth. It's it's a foundational everyday partaking of the table of true self finished work radically too good to be true gospel, and um, you know if you think that you didn't need to eat today or you were living off of yesterday's meal, it works the exact same way spiritually.
0: Yeah, that's so good. So in your own journey, what has it been like for you as you were kind of first discovering this for yourself? Like, what are some things that you maybe struggled through or had to overcome? on the way yeah
1: I used to be and I would not label myself this way I had a client actually yesterday that said um, I'm a recovering like approval addict and I said I understand that I've said about myself I was a recovering perfectionist addiction like it I was addicted to being perfect and didn't even mean to be it was mm-hmm. it was how I was raised I'm thankful that my story was being raised in the church and being afraid of doing anything wrong like that was my reckoning that the holy spirit navigated through and everybody's story is beautiful but different but the truth is even still having any form of like hello my name is you know I'm a recovering whatever is still mm-hmm. a half truth and producing like your belief is what produces your behavior. So my belief is the only thing that I'm after today. Um, And for me, the things that I have to keep exposed are performance and perfectionism. Everybody is addicted to something. And what's beautiful is we can be addicted and obsessed with Jesus and Holy Spirit and our true self. Um, And so it's the journey that I'm always on. And until, you know, like we're in heaven, I think we're we're still going to be learning about our perfected self in Christ.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And I really love what you said just right at the beginning is like just the way we have to feed and refuel our bodies every single day. It's the same spiritually. And you're so right. I feel like with identity, it's not just this, oh, I got it. (laughs) and We're good for the rest of my life. It's like a daily coming back to the truth, right? Like you said, coming back to the table and consistently living in that awareness of who our God is and who we are and what that actually looks like in the day to day. And so what was that transformation for you? Like initially, like, was there a point for you that was a pivot in your journey to where you were like, no, I'm, I'm not going to claim anymore that I'm a recovering perfectionist. Like this is Mm -hmm. the truth about who I am in Christ. And this is the way I'm going to live now
1: yeah well i will say that the journey is daily um but the consistency of health like mental wholeness what it looks like is instead of preaching and teaching other people which is beautiful but if it's done first it's a counterfeit uh, and you will be hungry for things that are false self Um, and that will always lead to failure. Um, And as Mm -hmm. someone who is no longer a self-deprecator, the only way to find true self-love, acceptance, let everybody else off the hook and be completely whole and centered, aligned in Christ, is the daily consistent journey of encountering for yourself for no other reason. It's just like you don't Mm -hmm. go to therapy for anybody else, you go for you. Um, so for me, what that looks like, there's some trans- transformative tools that the Holy Spirit has revealed to me for me. Um, and then the overflow is getting to share them with people, you know, but not the, mm. not what's first. And I, again, I think that is a major um, backwards problem in little C church culture, not beautiful bride, beautiful church, but like in the, yeah unaware of who we really are still in Christ part of the culture where we bring again performance worker be first then we think identity will just happen to us so for me practically that looks like enjoying the Lord on a daily basis first not in a have to be an hour check off the box um, but in a I I have my journal. And these are like some tools. I believe in declarations every day, like Mm. um, more than less. It's not about amount of days or anything like that. You get so freed from all of those mechanical boxes. But the principle of first person declarations about who you are in Christ. Um, So like, literally, I would put on a meditative playlist, I would Google with my iPhone, what is the Bible? Who do what does the Bible say about, or I am scriptures, or what does the Bible say about identity? And then Mm -hmm. I set my iPhone for 10 minutes and I first person declare those scriptures over myself. The Bible says the washing of the water of the word. Well, if we talk about that, Mm -hmm. but we don't do it, it, it works every time. It's not about formulas. It's just about like, the other piece of this is if you have childlike faith, Um, And you're just like, I don't care how it happens, when it happens, but like, I believe the potency of the goodness and perfection of God as perfect parent over my life, is that when I declare his word and I co-partner, like you're the prophet of your own life. If you're not speaking it, Mm. like there are things that are always being spoken to you, false self and the enemy. Yeah. So if you wanna hear the voice of the good shepherd, and if you wanna believe something different about you, you have to lead in co-creating literally with your mouth. Like, this was so crazy. I heard someone um, speak about the armor of God and I heard them say that the original translation doesn't say a two-edged sword, it says a two-edged mouth. Wow. So so like when you're talking about the sword of the spirit, this, this was mind-blowing. The sword of the spirit is sharper than a two-edged sword. That's what the scripture, that I, the translation that I was familiar with. Well, the original translation, which is so important that we know the context, the original, right. is 2 mouth sword. So imagine everything is about relationship to God. So God's like, this side of the sword, like for all of eternity, I've spoken perfection and destiny and life and goodness mm-hmm. over you. And I won't stop declaring that like for all of eternity But the other side of the sword is when you come into agreement literally with your mouth about the things that God says over you, that becomes a sword that goes to town on every false self, uh, brain trails, I mean, the the science to the emotional to mental wholeness. So declarations, encountering for yourself, I believe in Holy Spirit journaling. So literally Mm -hmm. it requires childlike faith. And if you're like, I don't hear God's voice, that's awesome. Some people feel like they don't hear God's voice. Try this. Like, this is my challenge to you. I say, Holy Spirit, give me childlike faith. I'm just gonna not even care about the past of thinking that I don't hear from God. And I'm going to go into my, my time. Like I create a sacred space. Like I have a room that I love and vibe is important, environment's important. And I like instrumental music and I like my journal and I like my certain translations. And those things are with me and it's a sacred practice, okay? try this for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever's life giving to you. Literally don't have your phone or airplane mode because I have music on with my phone. I mean like you're not paying attention to anything else. And then you are out loud relational style, little kid faith style. The Bible says that we inherit the kingdom when we remain like a child. And that is me literally saying, okay, Holy Spirit, You're already here because nothing can separate me from you, but I invite you into this space. You know what I need today. You know what I need to be thinking. Mm -hmm. You know what needs to be exposed so that wholeness can happen. And I'm not going from bad to good. The Bible says I'm going from glory to glory to glory. And actually, the original translation says I'm going from perfect to more perfect to even more perfect. But if I don't know that, Mm -hmm. I won't experience the fruit of that. So in my time with the Lord, I've got my journal and I'm like, Holy Spirit, and I will, you know, God, like I feel lost today or God, I don't hear your voice or like you fill in the blank, you know, God, here we are again, same issue. And I feel disappointed, whatever it is. And then God talked to me about it. And by faith, you first person, you start writing in your journal. It's called, there was a book called Dialoguing with God that taught this principle And in first person, Mm -hmm. you start writing what God says back to you. And when you read that thing and you will sense like the spiritual synergy when you're doing it in faith. And by the way, I'm not talking about your faith. I'm talking about faith in God's awesome parenting. Like it's Mm -hmm. not about our faith. I'm talking about like God is on the edges of his seat wanting to hang out with his kids and you will sense like now, I mean, it could have been a long time, you know, since in between a spiritual practice. Hmm. But the second that I open up the word or that I worship or that I focus or to my heart, I am overwhelmed and flooded with like God consciousness and his voice and prophetic because I expect it. And now it's not, it's because you can ask for God's faith. Hmm. Like, God, give me. Like you said that I no longer live, but Christ lives in me and I have the mind of Christ. So I want to encounter you as if there's no separation ever. And what if it's like a flood every single time? Well, what if you expected that? Well, you will start experiencing it that way. These are the tools and the consistent practice that has led to a daily discovery of wholeness. And I do believe it's supposed to be Mm, daily.
0: Yeah that's so so good. I I love that you emphasize it is a really is really a daily thing. Like coming back to truth. Well, number one, like you said, knowing what the truth is and knowing the context, like that in itself is so powerful. I remember when i was in college i had a professor who was talking about the power of our words and y'all know i went to bible college but this one thing that blew my mind is he was talking about how in deuteronomy it says that something is considered truth when there's two or three witnesses and so obviously we're we're one person and so whatever we partner with becomes truth to us but god is father son holy spirit so he's already three like everything he says is true And so when we partner with him, it's like twice as powerful as anything else, like lies from the enemy, the false self, like you were saying. And I love that picture of the two mouth, like that is powerful. That's so Mm. cool. And so I love that you emphasize, like knowing who we are, like that's, that's a huge, important piece of this life, but it really has to do with knowing what the Bible says about us, knowing what God says about us and knowing who we are, because then if like, if we don't know that we just, well, like you said, when we were talking about this, we just end up getting in our own way. And so like, what are some of the other dangers that you see when we don't know who we are and we don't understand this identity piece?
1: Yeah. Well, what's coming up to me right now, this might seem a little bit of a, um, left field, but I feel led to say it because you actually really started us on this path Um, I think that one of the dangers is, um, not being in the season that you're in, uh, for whatever reason, like I really want to talk to the singles, like nobody's going to stand before the Lord for you, not a man, not a woman. You, um, are a co-heir in Christ and you will give account no shame, no condemnation. That's not even God's heart. If you feel that you're feeling something that's counter to God's perfect parenthood. So ask Holy Spirit about that. But the, just the truth and the truth sets us free. The goodness of God leads us to a changed mind, like God's way of thinking. You're going to give an account for your single season. So if you, there is a danger of idolizing anything like I'm single. I want to be married. I'm married. It was more fun Mm. when I was single. I am, I I weigh this. I wish I was skinny. I look like this. I wish I looked like that. The danger is not being exactly where you are and stewarding this exact moment that you'll never have back and Mm. literally living in the wholeness and the grounded richness of, of, of sacred presence and gratitude which literally i think that we're supposed to like a sponge like ring out every single moment all of its goodness and there is always more good than there is mm-hmm. bad and if there's something bad that happens god did not cause it but the way he will use it is masterful so it still is working out for your good everything is is um god is causing everything to work for our good and i heard an, uh, a really baller like female guru that I listen to you say, everything is working for your supernatural upgrade. If you believe mm. that the biblical manifestation is, is biblical, not new age side. note, it's about source what you believe. The Bible says you want to talk about manifestation as you think. So you become partner right. with the Holy spirit and you will manifest your God given destiny. When you delight yourself in God God will give you his desires for you perfected through your true self, which you don't have to be concerned about those desires because they're God's desires for you. But you said something specific about, um, multiplication. This is what's so powerful again, to the single folk out there, which is baller, by the way, we have made marriage an idol. And the truth is it's beautiful. If it's for you, we have biblical precedents of Paul and Jesus intentionally being single and anything that we make an idol that is us in need of something outside of out, outside of us versus wholeness and Eden within, we will always be chasing this thing. And we wonder why there's no contentment, there's no wholeness, there's no mm. happiness, and there's so much anxiety. And it's because anything outside in, the Bible says that God's a jealous God, it won't work. It's perfect jealousy. God's like, if you need that thing more than you need me, that thing was created to fail you because I am perfectly always for you. You want to talk about, you know, when you get married and you think your spouse is going to meet every single need and you kind of have a savior (laughs) complex and you put it on your spouse. It's a setup for pain in your marriage. Yeah,
0: that's so true. This is
1: why these are the things like we can have wholeness in every season and in every year of our lives. But to your point, I keep forgetting it. To your point, The Bible says that a threefold cord can't be broken. One puts a thousand to flight, two puts 10,000 to flight. The real, real, the completely freed from from religion thinking about that is you with the Godhead, the Trinity, all equal to God, are the majority, always. Mm. So example, when you do get married and if you have issues in your marriage and you're like... Well, I need to be able to be in agreement with my spouse in this area, like be in agreement with the Godhead. It's the exact same thing. And by the way, when you are married and you are in covenant, when you pray for yourself, the Bible says you're one. Now you are individuals and you are connected. If you're enmeshed Mm -hmm. or codependent or uh, not differentiated, that's a whole nother thing. You need to have health and connection and individuality. But you have an issue, you go to your perfect spouse. We're the bride of Christ. Our husbands, all of us, we're all the bride of Christ. What's so baller is you can be like, okay, perfect husband. Okay. Perfect parent. Like I need to talk to the mother heart of God. I need to talk to the father heart of God. Like I've got complaints here. I need help here. Well, a threefold cord, you and God, you have the majority and you can take authority as a co-leader in every season of your life. Married, Mm. single, you know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, absolutely. I agree. I think that's so key to know because I mean, I feel like as women, it's so easy to cling to whatever fits, like whatever voices that make us feel like rationalizing our season, justifying our behaviors, whatever it may be. And it's like, it's so crazy because I think with identity, if we're even just a little bit off from the truth, like we can veer in an entirely different path, you know, that just leads down to more confusion and hurt and pain. Cause we start expecting, like you said, other people to fulfill us mm-hmm. because it's so easy to get confused. And I feel like for a lot of women, I've heard that it's just, it's overwhelming. Sometimes it's like, I don't understand this. I don't even know where to begin. So I'm just going to like, I'm just going to stay right here. Like, I don't know how to go further. It's confusing. It's scary. It's overwhelming. And so they really miss out on all of that goodness that God has for them and all of that connection, like he has available for us. Right. And so like, what do you hear from women when they talk to you about this? Like what are some things that consistently trip us up or maybe misconceptions about identity that we can get stuck in? Or I don't know. Does that make sense? Like, what do you hear a lot from women? I'm curious, like what the common things are.
1: I have seen so many women single and married apologize every time they speak and have a lack of understanding of the authority and the voice that God has given them. And in this hour, I believe God is doing so many things, but one of the things is unleashing and unlocking the voice of so many women that it felt like it wasn't maybe their place or their time or their right to use their voice to speak truth um bold as a lion gentle as a lamb and gentle is not a gender it's the character of christ Mm -hmm. and to lean in to holy spirit and follow the path and though that happen equal to the father heart of god and seeing the family transform when men and women are really in unity side by side just going ham on the enemy's agenda So I I think one of my main things when I'm working with women is empowering their authority and their voice. It's crazy how it's consistently a theme and it's been a theme in my own life, so I understand that totally. And that goes back to your identity. Um, A friend of mine, she said, before I ever go into a board meeting to lead a meeting, she's like, I say, I've got nothing to lose, nothing to prove, nothing to hide. Which means i don't have to show up trying to be overstating understating i can just be i know when to speak i know when to listen when i do choose to speak on something i'm passionate about it carries weight i am kind and compassionate and empathetic and i'm unafraid to speak up for things that matter to the heart of god
0: man that's powerful i love that so much and i I'm so, I think it's so cool that you brought up like what God is doing in women, because you can just see it. Like you can tell, like we're starting to get sick and tired of being quiet. And I love that there's more and more conversations coming up about this and more and more women feeling empowered to step out and, and share their story, share what they know, share their faith. And it's just really cool to see. Um, and so like, if you were talking to somebody who's really struggling with that, feeling insecure or just not knowing how to take that authority back with their voice, what would you suggest that they do to start kind of owning that process?
1: Do daily declarations about who you are in Christ. Don't talk about it. Actually try it Mm -hmm. and see what happens because you'll start thinking completely differently about who you are Uh, a million percent. It's biblical science. And I think that oftentimes we familiarize ourselves with these things and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But tell me what real? What do I really do? Well, we, I, right. when I don't do it, it doesn't work. It's not about a formula. It's just about actually believing that the word is that powerful. I would say declarations. I would say a consistent sacred spiritual practice where you're encountering the Lord um, and Holy Spirit and the Godhead. Um, and then I would listen to aligned, Holy spirit speakers and communicators that are radically talking about true self finished work identity. One of my absolute favorite communicators right now. um, And this would be my number one resource recommendation. His name is Damon Thompson. Um, Mm. He has a, a podcast, Damon Thompson ministries. He's got a YouTube same thing channel. And if the more that you ingest holistic, gospel truth radical identity revelation finished work identity revelation you will notice that without human um without your your striving things will begin to change and that's when you know it's truth it's not a form of godliness without any power it's Hmm. perfected identity in christ you no longer live but christ lives in you and it will abolish the duality uh, mixture theology that is talking about you still having a sin nature versus what the bible says that you're a partaker of the divine nature and you no longer Mm -hmm. thinking your behavior affects your sealed identity in christ but instead you will pour in obsessively about your perfected identity and your behavior and your will start to change when your beliefs get healed. That is the journey, the belief of who you are without, you can't add to it. You can't take away away from it. And you can't earn earn or grow in righteousness. Now, when you know that the behavior and the fruit of your life, that might have compulsive, porn addicted, you fill in the blank behavior, we're not compartmentalizing and not having accountability and saying that stuff doesn't exist. But I love what Damon Thompson mm-hmm. says. He said, you know, and again, we say porn addiction, it feels like, whoa, where'd that come from? No, any form of anything you need apart from Jesus, right? For for, for me, it's overeating, like talk about it. You know what I mean? What What is it mm-hmm. for you, right? Everybody has stuff that they need to work on with the Lord. What do we go to for emotional comfort? So Damon Thompson is talking about, he said, you know, with a porn addiction, we are always like, here's a list of things that you don't need to do and you need to safeguard yourself. And he said, there is a place for that. And that's beautiful. He said, but the best thing you can do is to teach the highest craving versus focusing on what not to do. Because that Mm. perpetuates, like, how has that worked for us as a society when the statistics just keep going up? What if it really is an identity issue? And what if you discover who you are in Christ and you start learning about the highest craving, which is your beloved identity and like God's goodness towards you as perfect parent and it heals cravings that are false self cravings.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And I I think it's so cool that you mentioned this really is a holistic thing and it's not a compartmentalized thing. Like when we're talking about identity, it's not just what you do in your quiet time with the decorations or the worship, you know, it like when we know the truth about ourselves, it really encompasses everything, spirit, soul, body. And that's why it's so important. Like, I think so many people just associate identity with, oh yeah, like my faith. I believe God is this. I believe I'm this. And then there's no real action behind it or daily, you know, intention behind it. And then we wonder why we keep ending up in the same behaviors, going back to the same things, you know, but you're, you're, you're so right. Like once we finally grasp the truth about who God is and what that means for us, like our identity It does. Our behavior starts to follow and shift. And that's where real change happens, right? Yeah. So good. And I mean, obviously we don't get this right all the time and we're going to make mistakes and we're going to behave in ways that don't align with our true identity. Um, but, But what would you say to someone who like maybe struggles with shame or feeling guilty and just trying to get back in alignment with truth? Like how do you process that side of things if you find that you are going to other things or not the best behaviors, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I would obsessively compulsively listen to someone who has a revelation in the area that you're struggling in. So example, I have, I 90% listen only to people that have the sound of like um, the finished gospel of grace, which is the person of grace, like the finished work of Jesus Christ, like Paul. Paul's whole New Testament journey that God highlighted as the majority to say the emphasis is literally like I would, um, I would be struggling with something, you know, navigating how I felt about myself really has probably been my biggest struggle. Um, And I have talked to my dad about it a million times over, who is um, one of the most amazing men in my life. And we were passing a graveyard one day and he was like, how much um, are they struggling? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you're not (laughs) listening to me, you know? (laughs) And he said, no, I'm I'm here. you, I'm tracking. He said, how much are they struggling? I said, they're not, they're dead. And he said, you no longer live, but Christ lives in you. And when you have Mm -hmm. it as head knowledge, it almost feels like more torture Because you're like, yeah, I get that. I know that. I know that. But as your heart begins to encounter it as first person, I need this, God. I know nothing apart from you. Like, honestly, the spirit of humility, not I'm a sinner saved by grace. That's actually spiritually not true anymore. You were. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Mm. false humility. I'm talking about I am now a redeemed child of light because of what Jesus did that is a partaker of the divine nature and I'm actually seated with Christ in heavenly places but if I don't yes. believe that about myself and I don't know that I will I will live in the limbo of tormented false and true and the Bible says a little leaven of that false doctrine it it leavens the whole batch you can't yeah you can't put new wine in an old wineskin the and the scripture that also talks about you know, bitter water in a pure stream and how it like perverts the water, basically like you can't drink it. It's everywhere in the Bible. The point is obsess about something different. Don't do anything. Literally just listen to the word, this subject matter. It's something that I have sung about, written about, preached about my whole life. It is actually like my, my, parents spiritual legacy is the gospel of grace like that's who they are that's how i was raised thank god for that but it your dad's revelation won't work you cannot have a secondhand revelation of who you are in christ whether you had horrible parents or perfect parents it does not matter we are all equally in need of having an encounter with God for ourselves on a daily basis. And so if you struggle with shame, I used to struggle with so much shame and so much condemnation. I don't even remember that person. That is from glory to glory to glory. And it is possible. So literally you're asking Holy Spirit, childlike faith, there is a root of shame somewhere. Take me in the garden of my heart and show me where is that lie that I have ingested then the thing that I'm putting in my eyes and my ears is going to be about this subject matter, the the finished work, perfected identity. And if you can't find that somewhere, go look up who I'm talking about. Also, um, I think it was Shauna Nyquist, present over perfect. This book, and I listen to audiobooks all the time. This book healed my performer approach to my time with God. There's a piece in there, but what I'm saying is the, if, if you struggle with shame, the only thing you should be listening to declaring over yourself and washing yourself with the water of the word is the anti-shame gospel. And it works. I believe that it works every time.
0: Yeah. And that is so good. I, I love all of this. I think it's just so helpful and just like refreshing and I mean, challenging for us to really get a grasp of what the truth is, because like you said, it's not going to work just to have a revelation at some point and then never come back to it again. It is a daily thing of reminding ourselves of truth and making it real for ourselves. I like what you said about the difference between head knowledge, because I feel like we get stuck there so much Is like, yeah, I know it. I know what the Bible says, but unless it like really sinks in, we don't we don't see the lasting effects of that. And we don't see the change in our behavior, the things that we crave, um, and the things that we go for comfort. I like that you said that too. And it's also amazing. I'm so glad you mentioned as well. Like you don't even remember that girl when you struggled with the shame, because I know there are some women listening and I've been there too. You guys have heard my story a hundred times by now, but you know, like there are things that I struggled with years ago that I can barely remember the mindset that I had then, like I was believing nothing but lies about myself, about my body, about my future, my purpose, you know? And I stayed stuck in that cycle for so long. But if you're in the cycle, like, I just wanna tell you that that is not your only option. Like it doesn't have to be like that forever and it won't be like that forever once you grab a hold of the truth of your identity in Christ. Because, like Dara said, and I can speak to this from my own life as well. When God changes you, when you really get a grasp on this, you can move from glory to glory to glory so far that you're like, man, I can't believe I was ever there. I can't ever believe that I was believing that junk, (laughs) you know, because you finally just grasp the truth and it becomes like almost like your default setting and just making that switch. And yeah, I just wanted to mention that too. Like, It can happen for you. If you're struggling right now, you can get out of that cycle. So thank you for saying that too, Dara. And before we go, I would love to know, is there anything else you would want to say specifically to a woman who might be struggling with her identity right now?
1: Yeah. Give yourself a freaking break. God is not nearly as concerned about what you are concerned about as you think, like, thank God. God's like, I love you. Like, I created, I don't create bad stuff. So like God is at rest about you. And I believe that we can be at rest within ourselves and be in love. Like the, the self love that causes wholeness to overflow and Mm. to beautify the world around you because you're so at rest within yourself. Uh, And also side note, like, your hormones might be out of balance you know <laughs> like go do your blood yeah. work like oh yeah you might me need some more vitamin d like go get some essential oils go get a massage like go do lymphatic drainage like go get acupuncture do intentional self care investment Sometimes it's real unfair if your hormones are just freaking out of whack and you're just like, I do not feel like myself. And it has nothing to do with actually like the reality of the situation and that is okay. That's real, like love on yourself. But when you know who you are and your identity, loving on yourself will be a part of your culture.
0: That's so good. And I'm so, I I love that you ended with that because really the reason this is so important is not just for us. But how we show up in the world, how we show up in our purpose for other people, like it matters, like we want to be able to show up for our purpose. We want to be able to show up for our friends, for our families as healthy whole people. And this is the root, I feel like the core of that. So, I mean, I've loved this conversation. I feel like we could just continue unwrapping this for like probably the next eight weeks, (laughs) but Dara, before we go, can you please tell everybody where to find you and stay connected? And, um, I know you do creator development and all of that. So just give us the whole list of things. Yeah,
1: girl. Um, Thank you again so much for having me on. You're amazing and I love what you're bringing to the world. So it's an honor. Um, It's at Dara McLean on all the things. There's a link in my bio if you wanna navigate creative partnership. That is my passion equal to making music and my music is uh, everywhere music is streamed. So I hope you enjoy it.
0: Yes, you guys definitely need to go and follow Dara. She's just doing so much. I love in in the creative space. It's just really refreshing to hear from her and, and just watch what she's doing. So I will link everything for you guys. Go follow along. And Dara, again, thank you so much for being here, for being willing to share your story and then just share it to help so many other women. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, girl. Bless you. Thank you again.
0: Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember I am cheering you on.